0: Welcome to the Grace-Based Family Podcast. We're, we're your, your
1: hosts, Karis Murray and Michelle Brooke. This is a podcast where we look at the power of grace in the everyday lives of families. We're excited for you
0: to listen in on the conversation.
1: Hey, Michelle. Hi, Karis. How are you today? We're doing pretty good. Great. Today, we're going to talk about something that um, if you're married is really important because we all have had seasons in our marriage where it's wonderful and you feel like you're in sync and Mm -hmm. like on the same rhythm and sometimes it just feels like it's a swing and a miss every day. So today we're going to talk about the missing piece um, of a harmonious marriage. So what do you think? Are you pretty are you guys pretty in sync and
0: harmonious all the time? Oh no. Not all the the time. (laughs) Sometimes not even most of the time. (laughs) Right. You know, I think it it, because it takes intentionality. Yeah. It really does. And and it's so easy to get distracted by work, by, you know, the kids and everything that they've got going on. And um and to just kind of forget that 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 relationship It is something you have to nurture and you have to continue to, um, you know, to to pursue that relationship with your spouse. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really easy. Like, it's good that it feels comfortable and that we feel like we can just kind of relax into it a little bit. And that Mm -hmm. is good. But um, but yeah, like you said, there are seasons where it just feels like it's kind of humming along. Mm-hmm. and there's harmony and then there's seasons where there's discord yeah and, and I think that's a good analogy It's kind of mm-hmm. you know musicians when they when they play together it's just really important that they're that they're on the same click track like I've been on worship teams mm-hmm. for you know the last 25 years and everybody has the click in their ear and it's really really important because without it You know, you get out of sync, Mm -hmm. you get ahead of each other, Um, you know, you think you can keep time in your head and it's not that easy, especially when you're, um, you know, under the stress of being in front of an audience or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, playing during the church service. And I think it's a lot like our lives where we think we can kind of keep time in our head. Um, but without something, you know, some kind of a a reminder, that click track that just mm. keeps that metronome going right at the right tempo. Um, I, I think we can we can lose we can lose it and we can get out of sync and then you have discord. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to talk today about about kind of that one piece I think if you narrow it down to one thing and obviously Mm -hmm. there isn't just one thing there's a lot of things that make a harmonious marriage but I think a lot of the time this is the thing that's missing Mm -hmm. we might be ticking all the boxes right or we feel like we're ticking all the boxes but something you know this is often that missing piece Mm
1: -hmm. and and what we were talking about earlier is that you know the number one reason behind you know a band not playing well together for example and producing this really awful music I mean we've all been at a concert or a church Mm. and it's off and you're just like oh my gosh I can't yeah can they not hear it (laughs) yeah yeah. I'm not a musician but you can pick up on it right and a lot of it's probably just the inability to listen to one another effectively. Mm -hmm. Or one person's going off playing something really cool but is working against what everyone else is playing, then the song just isn't going to work. Mm -hmm. And um, in a way, at the heart of that is like a lack of empathy, a lack of listening to the other people in the band, what's going on around you. And I think the same can be true for marriage. If you're kind of doing your own thing and clicking along to your own click and there's not that harmony between both people, um, you can get out of tune real quick.
0: Yeah and you you know we're in a band and in our marriages we're not just a bunch of individuals mm-hmm. up there doing our own thing right. we're a team yeah you know and it does require listening to each other From from the the tempo that we're playing to the um, making sure we're in tune with each other, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, and that then we're listening to our volume and and all that kind of thing. Right. So we can end that analogy there. But I think that it, it tells us a lot about our marriage and yeah, that missing piece is a lack of empathy mm-hmm. very often.
1: And some people are naturally really good at, at showing empathy. Mm-hmm. I am not. So mm-hmm. for me, like you said, it takes intentionality and discipline. And I'm like, preach it, sister. Mm-hmm. Because uh, like if someone's like, oh, I'm sick of her. I'm like, oh, well, th- you know, tough it out. Sucks yeah. to be you. I just don't have like an a mercy, empathetic bone in my body good thing i have jesus in me and yeah (laughs) he can fix me that but in a marriage especially if you have two people that are like that that can Mm -hmm. it can you know be unkind so how today we're going to talk about how do we live with a person and and be in relationship with somebody and and doing that with always having empathy on the forefront of our mind um and again for some of us it takes a lot more intentionality and discipline
0: yeah Well, I think it requires putting ourselves in their shoes. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the things that we can do is we can be intentional to take the time to imagine what our spouse's day was like. Mm -hmm. Right. That's that empathetic. um, you, You might have an empathetic bent. You might be more apt to be like that. I'm very sensitive to other people's emotions. I think that's kind of a maybe the the flip side of empathy where it can get too extreme and I have to manage that is sometimes I'm not sure where other people's emotions end and mine begin Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm just at least the people that I love and care about I really could care less what the guy in the you know grocery store checkout line thinks (laughs) but in my own home it's like I'm only as happy as the least happy person in the room, mm-hmm. right? And I need to – and so that's something I have to be careful of. But I think um, it, it's – and that probably extends a whole lot more to my kids than it does to Mike because sometimes mm-hmm. he's just grumpy in a bad mood and I'm just mm-hmm. like, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and to a certain extent, that's healthy. It's like I, I don't have to take responsibility yeah. for his emotions all the time. But um, – yeah to just kind of imagine like what what was their day like like what could they have faced today and you know if if you're the parent that stays home with the kids you know it it, you know that it feels good when your spouse um you know comes home and recognizes like this was probably a really hard day Mm -hmm. and you know everybody's still in their pajamas and it's 5 p.m like it (laughs) probably didn't go as planned today you know um and um, I think that that sort of puts you in a mindset where you're um you're able to to give compassion mm-hmm. and you're able to be kinder yeah and I think when we say being empathetic, I it's it's a a bigger umbrella than saying just be nice, just be mm-hmm. kind. Mm-hmm. but I think it also means those things right. It's just be kind, yeah um and and sometimes I think Spouses
1: can kind of get in a pissing match of like, well, my day was harder because I had to go to the office all right. day. I didn't even have time to go to the bathroom. I was busy working for 12 hours straight. Well, I was dealing with taking three kids to the dentist and everyone was, you know, right. screaming. Yeah. We wanted so, to get in the car. Yeah, like, yeah we, can, we can create a
0: competition of right. like whose day
1: was worse. Right. Instead of so just being kind and saying, wow, that's got to be really hard. And I appreciate you right. for whatever role that you fill today to, right. to better our family. Yeah. So I think another way that um, we can show empathy to our spouse is to really listen to what they're saying. I know sometimes in our marriage, we'll say like, well you're not well I haven't said this but like you're not being a good husband right you hear people say he's just not a good husband and if you really unpack well what is what is she saying and she feels like why is he not being a good is he not there is he not being intentional with her like spending time with her is he just focused on the kids or work or whatever it may be the Mm -hmm. house project so I think sometimes you have to really get under the deep into deeper layers of what is the real issue are you feeling if they're fighting about money or Mm -hmm. something well what are you really fighting about what are you really saying oh that you have insecurities here there's some deep-seated fear well let's work through that and pray through that and talk through that. That like God is our provider and He will sustain us. And instead of nitpicking all the surfacey stuff, I think sometimes you have to get down into what are they really saying? What do they really mean when they say, I'm being critical or or he's being selfish. Or you know yeah. what I mean?
0: Yeah. Gotta dig deep below that. Well, <laughs> and truly listening complaints. is not something that comes naturally to the vast majority of us. Mm-hmm. Um, truly listening Means really emptying your mind of other things, not thinking about what you're going to say next, mm-hmm. not thinking about even sometimes not thinking about solutions. Yeah. Right? Just being present and listening mm-hmm. and then listening some more. Right. And then listening some more, because often, like you said, someone will make a statement like, "Oh, you're just not being a good husband." There are l- deep layers to that. Mm-hmm. And what people will f- often first say is they're just sort of top level emotion. Um, and a lot those those sort of first line emotions, I would I would kind of put anger, Frustration mm-hmm. um, in those categories; right. those are those things that get expressed, and they're big and they go boom. Mm-hmm. Um, but very often, what's what's underneath anger is fear, mm-hmm. or it's pain, right, or it's embarrassment, shame. or it's shame, mm-hmm. right? Those are sort of second line emotions, where the well, I don't know if I'm using the right terminology, right. but this is how I think of it in my mind. Like what you what you initially express is very often kind of a cover Mm -hmm. for what's really beneath it and I don't think we do this necessarily intentionally I think Mm -hmm. this is a defense mechanism that we build up and we also we fall into patterns of um, communication depending Mm -hmm. on how we were raised depending on you know maybe how much therapy we've had in our lives we don't know to reach deep and, and actually access some of those things that are going on underneath mm-hmm. the surface. Well, when you think um, about
1: like the Titanic, right? What, right. This huge iceberg they saw, that wasn't the biggest problem. Is what right. they saw on the surface. Right. It was what was underneath. <clears throat> this massive amount of ice that took this right. boat down. And when you think about your boat being the marriage, um, you see these little surface blow-ups right. of mm-hmm. anger or frustration or whatever. But deeper, there's something probably heavy that this person is dealing with whether it's their fear of failure or their their insecurities or Mm -hmm. shame from their past and so how can you like you were saying just really listen instead of offering solutions Mm -hmm. um, sit in that
0: with them because sometimes it's like they they go boom and we say okay say more Mm -hmm. (laughs) right and then it's a little less of a boom the next time okay say more Hmm. And then you can kind of start to unpack it. Now, I also think we we don't have to take on the role of our spouse's therapist. Sure. We're, we're you know, either not equipped because it's not our profession, or sometimes it's just not um, a role that we really are best apt to play in their life. They should have somebody in their life, and I don't necessarily mean going to like professional therapy, although do that if if you think you want to, and I, I'm a big advocate of that. But you know, it, it's good for us to have other people in our lives who maybe don't feel as much pain from our emotions. Mm-hmm. As an as an empath myself, I, I want my husband Mike to have people in his life who he can unpack some of these things with sometimes so that it's not always me because um his pain is my pain Mm -hmm. and so sometimes it's like i really need you to work on this Mm -hmm. but it can't be with me right you know i think it's also okay okay to draw draw those boundaries but really Mm -hmm. really listening is is a skill and it's a discipline Mm -hmm. um i went to a a a seminar this well it's not seminars probably not the right word i went to a spiritual formation retreat i'm in a two-year cohort for spiritual formation and and one of the things we do as as a part of these retreats is that we form small listening groups it's one um you know Trained, certified spiritual director. This is a person that has really had a lot of training and listening and helping Mm -hmm. people, um, you know, praying with people and helping people sort of discover some of these deeper things Mm -hmm. in their heart. Um, And then three other people, and each person has a half an hour where they just talk and you just listen. And. I'm someone who, kind. I mean, I don't mind talking and I don't mind sharing. I was terrified to do yeah. this. So first of all, the just the process of being listening listened to feels very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And you just think, what am I going to say for 30 <laughs> minutes, you know? And there's yeah. a lot of silence because they just say, we're just going to, you know, open this up in prayer and we're going to all breathe and we're going to sit in silence and you, when you're ready, you just start, Right. Mm. And then and the rules are first of all nothing leaves the groups mm-hmm. that it, there, it's true safety and and privacy mm-hmm. there's no um we can ask clarifying questions right say yeah. oh you said I heard you saying this is that what you meant or something like that but no uh, no advice giving mm-hmm. no um uh, disagreeing right if they say something that maybe rubs you the wrong way that's not the place that's not the mm-hmm. time for that right and to kind of have those parameters and it is just it almost feels like watching a miracle happen in that other person who's sitting across from you it is so powerful Mm. right and then just I I felt that way myself being able to just really okay share more about that okay what else Mm. okay what else and just about at that 30 minute mark you're starting to really unpack and it just shows you sort of how high we build these walls Mm -hmm. around our heart that it really takes that much time to break them down but but you see people and and I had two people in my group who I would consider very quiet people Mm -hmm. and to just hear them start to open their Mm -hmm. heart um I was like, "Wow, this is incredible," wow. and and um, and to, then to watch how loved they feel mm-hmm. by God and, and by, by us, but especially by by God. And so I think that, you know, I'm not saying like do this specific exercise, but I do think we we almost need to train ourselves to listen because we don't yeah. do it on the fly very well. I don't. I guess mm-hmm. I can speak for myself. But wow, that's a powerful
1: exercise.
0: It is it is. it's terrifying, yeah. but it like kind of facing it mm-hmm. is like you you start to see just walls come down around people's hearts. yeah, um, and it builds intimacy very quickly, sure. right with with people who we I don't really know. I mean mm-hmm. i've I've been to one other weekend retreat. And it's not the same people that I had in my listening group Mm -hmm. that time so we sort of have meals together and everybody small talks but these are not people who I know Mm -hmm. well right that almost makes it kind of even more special because you're completely decontextualized to these people right Um, they have no context whereas when it's your spouse there is a lot of context there there's a lot of uh, memories and Mm deep-seated maybe hurts and things that's why it is right. good for our, us to have other
1: people we can do this yes. with other than our spouse. But that's what kind of I, I took away mm-hmm. from that is a lot of that might be hard to share with your spouse if, some, if they get, were to get defensive or right. they were a source of some of that frustration right. or pain or whatever. Right. So just encouraging everyone, again, to be in community and right. have those real friends. And vulnerability is so hard and
0: so scary. Yeah, But if you're vulnerable, people will usually be vulnerable back. It spreads. Mm-hmm. It really does. It's con- Vulnerability is contagious and so we can just have the courage to make those first steps Mm -hmm. whether it's in our marriage or or outside of it you know with with other people it's powerful Um, okay so a, a third thing on top of um, being imagining our spouse's day and and really working to truly listen to them is to talk about expectations in different scenarios Mm -hmm. and what I mean by this is talk in advance about expectations I mean it's never too late to sort of say like maybe you're in a situation and it's getting sticky and you're like like okay well here's what I expected to have happen Mm -hmm. what did you expect like it's never too late to talk about it but I all I think it's best if we can to anticipate these things a little bit in advance, mm-hmm. and to set expectations, yeah, um, and to communicate expect not even set them, just communicate expectations because a lot of 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 anger and frustration stems from unmet expectations. Yeah, we had a incident. I will
1: share my be vulnerable <laughs> with my shortcomings with this this weekend. Um, my husband wanted to take one of the boys to go get a new baseball glove. So in my mind, it was at the sporting goods store up by our house. It, it should take 40 minutes tops, like in and out, switch it out. Okay. He expected to drive down to mall, which who, who goes to the mall? I mean, I haven't been to the mall in like 20 years, to like hang out at the mall. That's what yeah. he wanted to do. So he's like, no, I want to go to the sporting goods store in Old Town Scottsdale. I'm like, oh, oof. I might be out on that. He's like, no, it'll be fine. We'll go down there. And I'm like... Uh, that doesn't sound fun. That sounds very uh, like a Saturday afternoon at Fashion Square Mall is like yeah oh, panic inducing. It's so crowded. Yes. There's no parking. There's bodies everywhere. But I was like, that sounds terrible. And then you we have these kids that are like licking the ground. Like yeah, no it's thanks. Like COVID, and they're yes. like licking the railings yes. and stuff. You're like, this I'm is like great. This. And then I get hungry, and there's never bathrooms. Like I'm just like an old granny. Like it, this, I just know myself. I'm like, I might just stay home and read and wash my hair. That is what I said. He's <laughs> like, well, that sounds exciting. He's like, come with us. I'm like fine. So we drive 25 minutes down there. I, I I don't really like to leave my four mile square radius. So this is I'm, like 20 minutes away for me, 20 miles. And so I'm just thinking, okay, we're going to get this baseball glove and we had exchange a pair of shoes and we're out. Oh no, it turned into like, let's walk around the mall. And I turned sour. I was like, what is this like an episode of Clueless from the 90s? I want to go home. Like I, I am hot. My coat is car- he's like, "I do hear yourself right now." I'm like carrying this giant puffy coat cuz it was cold outside and hot cold, in the mall. Yeah, Cold outside, yeah. hot inside. The yeah. kids are complaining. I have another kid that's at a friend's house up north and he wants to get picked up and and my husband is like a kid in a candy store. Like he loves shopping. And yeah. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. He's like, let's go check out this store. Let's go. Yeah. I'm like, if I go to one, I'm Ubering home. He's yeah, like, you're going to, please, come on. So we got into it in the mall. And the kids were like, you know, they wanted Wetzel's pretzels. They wanted to check out bath bombs. And I was like, I'm going to sit right here. I found a, like a bucket of balls and dick sporting goods and I just sat on the bucket like a sour old lady and I didn't even I didn't even mean to but my expectations were like this was gonna be a real quick thing yeah and, and it it, turned you were into gonna be in and out yeah. all day we were yeah. there for like five hours at the mall I felt like I was being held hostage <laughs> in the mall and so on the way home he's like I don't get why you're so upset I'm like that isn't the last place I wanted to spend my Saturday right and yeah. going on and on. It's like, well, I thought it would be fun and I expected that right. we would peruse, maybe get some dinner with the kids and then, you know, I'm like, oh, no. I was expecting in and out, right? And we had even talk about our expectations and we needed to do some course correcting midway. Right. Right. Um, and I was acting rude and it, all that to say, we are we've been married 17 years and we still can't even communicate our expectations and meet I die because we're yeah. so different. Yeah. And so yeah. how do you learn to respect each other and show empathy? And so finally I was like, okay, he's like a grown-up man child. He loves hanging out at the mall. I just need to give him that. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. kind of disparaging. But you know what I mean? I'm like, fine. He's like, I never get to the mall. I just want to go to the mall. I'm like, ugh. But yeah. I was like, fine. He never gets to the mall. I'm just gonna let him hang out right. at the mall and I'm just gonna sit on this bucket and be nasty.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but- well, and everybody's uh, you know, idea of a great Saturday yeah, is different. Right.
1: I, like, I, I want to wash my hair. I want well, to like wash I was your hair yeah.
0: and read a book. And yeah. yeah, I saw this meme on Instagram and it it said um, something like, the people who say go big or go home severely underestimate my desire to go home because like,
1: <laughs> yes, it's my perfect. only goal. I yes. just want to go home. Yeah.
0: like That's um, what I was. I'm much more like that now mm-hmm. too than I was when I was younger. Like I think I just had the energy for stuff like that, yeah. and now I'm just like, no, I just, well, I just want to be home. I've, mm-hmm. well, and we've made, you know, we've all, I think, over COVID, we've done home improvement projects. We've done a yeah. lot to make our homes comfy, cozy. you yeah. know, and cozy. And I'm like, I just want to go home. Like I do not. I I'm, know. I'm with you. I'm not a big shopper. I'm kind of like I have to have a goal. Yeah, And I need to like get in, accomplish that goal and get out. Yeah. No lollygagging. Um, yeah. My husband's not really a shopper either, but my kids, my girls love to just go kind of meander. And I'm just like, I'm like Where's I can't our destination? Do it. Why, where's I can't, the map? I don't you know. I cannot understand. do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I so get anyway, you. So anyway,
1: we had to even have a talk even this morning. We're still talking about it. Hey, this weekend, let's make sure we're on the same page about expectations because we have a lot of moving pieces, you know, with sports and kids. And so um, part of keeping harmony is... Communicating is communicating <laughs> yeah,
0: expectations. Yeah. Well, and I think that leads great, uh, you know, a, a great segue into the next sort of, I don't know, thing thing to think about in terms of having a harmonious marriage is to ask yourself, what sacrifice does my spouse have to make in order to accomplish my agenda? Mm-hmm. And is it worth it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously we, like in situations where you you know your spouse wants to go to the mall and walk around and you don't want to or whatever, yeah, we're making sacrifices. Mm-hmm. I think I think there there are places for those compromises to be like, look, this isn't my thing, but it makes them really really happy, so I'm going to join in. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but I think this the way this is um, kind of postured is it it's us asking ourselves, okay, if I want to do this, if this is my agenda, what? sacrifices is that asking of my spouse you know them you know how they're wired you know hopefully because you've been listening to them and putting yourself in their shoes you know what their day has been like or Mm -hmm. or if they're in a a busy time at work right now what are you asking them to sacrifice for for what you want and is what you want important enough to ask that of them Mm -hmm. um and maybe the answer is yes, but I think a lot of the time we go, well, yeah, no, it's not worth it. Right. Masking them to really give up a lot or make a big sacrifice, mm-hmm. and this is, you know, this is not that big of a deal. Right. I could just release them from that this expectation right now, mm-hmm. and um, and so that might be rather than compromise, it might just be it might mean that often we just sort of put our agendas aside yeah. and say that thing is not more important to me than um, than being empathetic to where my spouse is right now right. and what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And the kind thing to do right. is to put that aside for now, put a pin in that for mm-hmm. now, Right. And maybe that's something we can do later. Maybe that's a goal I can I can pursue it at another time, but it's not worth it right now. Mm-hmm. I, I think I see a, that a lot
1: in um, like with material items or mm. trips where right. one person's like, I really, I, I want this new house or I really want to take this huge trip. And it's a big sacrifice of finances and one person isn't comfortable with that or I really want this new car or this whatever second Mm -hmm. home and then i you know you hear the other spouse go okay well i'm gonna have to work a lot a lot more for that so she's happy or right. vice versa like yeah. i need to we need to save money so he can get what he wants to, you know you see a lot with finances yeah. also with schedules i think yeah like you were just saying today you would do a really good job of honoring your husband you're you know he's coming up in a really big season of work and it would be easy to say oh yeah i, I have this agenda i'd like him to join me at mm-hmm. this event or this dinner or whatever um but is it worth it to put that on him right now? No. The kind thing is to say, hey, I know you have a lot on your plate. This is your like super busy season. And so unless it's an emergency, I'm just going to put my head down and do my thing. Right. <laughs> you know, right. and honor you and not yeah. push you. Yeah. Unless it's something that obviously, you know, you need him for.
0: Yeah. Well, we've we've come off of just a really crazy season of health stuff in our family Three out of four people in my family had surgery between the middle of November and the middle of December. Um, Dear listeners, uh, everybody is fine, but uh, it was it was a lot. And now my husband is and he took really good care. He was the Mm. one that didn't get surgery. My both my daughters and myself had to have surgeries for various reasons. He took really good care of us. He took the whole like last two months of work off of work to be oh. home with us and now he's basically having to make up for it mm-hmm. um, and you know when you own your own company you I think a lot of the time you think oh I'm going to own my own business so that other people will do all the work someday and I can yeah. work when I want yeah it doesn't work that way yeah. at all it's like the You're opposite harder, of that yeah. right yeah you work harder you work all the time and you feel like you can never take that time off so he made a really big sacrifice mm-hmm. for us to take all that time knowing that things were going to build up. And so now he's in a season where now that we're all feeling better and we're back to being able to do things on our own, it's like we've got to support him. And um, so, yeah. And and I've also just learned over the years that I try not to commit him to stuff Mm -hmm. because I wouldn't want him to do that to me. Right. You know, it's like if he's asked to do something or invited to do something and people like to go through me because I seem like the – you know i don't know the one that's more likely to say yes in the in the <laughs> relationship because he's a really really sweet guy but he definitely has that like angry resting face mm-hmm. you know so people are afraid to approach him so they'll ask me and i'm just like look i don't speak for his schedule i don't mm-hmm. put things you know on his agenda and yeah. i don't i don't commit him to things mm-hmm. so you're gonna have to ask him yeah um but that's very honoring. and i wouldn't want mm-hmm. him to sign me up to be like hey i signed you up to be the room mom at school Ugh. like
1: the worst. that would be grounds that would for be- like the end
0: of our marriage <laughs> i think if something like that happened right so we just again it's putting yourself in your spouse's shoes like mm-hmm. what what would you want to have happen if that yeah. were you hmm Yeah, And Um, I think
1: along those lines, um, point six that we have here about how to, you know, really show empathy to your spouse is to start with a posture of grace instead of judgment. So it would be easy for you to say, oh, like, I really wish like you, your work wasn't so demanding. I wish you didn't own your own company and you had, you know, more of a nine to five job, so You can come to these things with me mm-hmm. or whatever. I know you're not saying that. It's yeah. not like you're like trying to go to a majillion dinner yeah. parties, but you know what I mean? Instead, you're like, no, I understand he's working hard. He's working hard for our family. Mm-hmm. He's he's not doing anything nefarious. He's he's just doing the best he can. He's working. Like yeah. I need to give this guy some grace instead yeah. of like judging. Why aren't you here? What, you know, just approaching everything with a posture of grace instead of judgment. And I think as humans and sinners, mm-hmm. our first reaction is to judge. I know mine yeah. is. Yeah. Um,
0: instead of yeah, a and I I think it's really easy to assign motives mm-hmm. to people. I think another way of talking about judgment, right? is thinking about are we assigning motive to the other person Mm -hmm. so you can you can talk about behavior right like you said this you did this those things are facts right Mm -hmm. they're just simply observable but then there's that second layer of you did this because And you wanted to hurt me by, you know, Mm -hmm. and so and and sometimes when we dig, we find out, no, they did want to hurt us or, (laughs) you know, that like that motive was there. But I think part of starting from a place of non judgment and grace Mm -hmm. means not assigning motive, right? not assigning negative motive, I guess is, is more specific to things that our spouse does and says without taking the time to really dig into those things with them. It's mm-hmm. like, what did you mean when you said this? Right. Were you trying to hurt my feelings? Cause that's kind of, that's how I took it. I mm-hmm. don't know if that's what you meant, right? And the same um, goes, we talk about that with parenting too.
1: And if you right. catch your kid in a lie and you can tag that behavior and say, hey, what you just said was dishonest. That was a lie, not you are a liar or right. um, you were being sneaky and they're like, no, I wasn't being sneaky. I just thought I could put the gum in my room. I didn't know I wasn't allowed to keep the gum in there. Um, Right. Yeah. Or whatever. Same with the spouse. It's really easy to
0: jump to conclusions. Well, and, and, and yeah, with our kids, it's like, it's really easy to think they're doing this to rattle my cage. They're Mm -hmm. doing this to hurt me. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes that is true. I mean, we, I have kids, I, they, I, they're almost all the way grounded now, you know, <laughs> and uh, there, there's a lot of times when absolutely their behavior is completely intended mm-hmm. to hurt you. Um, they are doing it on purpose, but we have to choose not to take those things personally because yeah. if we're in that place then we're defensive Mm -hmm. and then we're going to react rather than respond. Then we're going to lash out in protection of ourselves rather than doing what needs to be done for their best interest. And the same applies to our spouse. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but man, this is hard. I think just because of that, the, the depth of that relationship and we... You know, when you open your heart to someone, mm-hmm. and hopefully we open our heart to our spouse, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a process and it's something we have to continually do. But when you open open your heart to, to someone, yes, there's a great capacity to love each other, but there's also a great capacity to, to harm mm-hmm. and right. to hurt each other. Yeah. It's just that's that's the price of love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we when we start with that posture of like, okay, um, I don't. I mean, the benefit of the doubt is a great way to describe grace in some instances. You're just you're you're going to start with the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. and work from there, right? Um, And ask questions, and you know, try to make I statements instead of you statements, right? Mm -hmm. We hear that all the time, but it's hard to do. Yeah, it's like, well, you said you were going to do this, and you said rather than saying, "I heard," I heard you say that this was going to happen I expected this to happen mm-hmm. but I didn't see this happen help me you know mm-hmm. yeah. um, again it takes discipline it takes <laughs> discipline right it takes it, oh, and, and sometimes that means we have to take a minute yeah. right mm-hmm. I think people forget that you can kind of push you can go okay I'm gonna push pause for just a second mm-hmm. you can yeah. even say it out loud I, I'm pushing pause for a second yeah give me a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. I need to go breathe and think a little bit we can do that with our kids we can do that with our spouse Mm -hmm. you know um and and it goes a long way because it just gives us a couple moments to Mm de-escalate kind of get out of get out of our amygdala our Mm -hmm. our super you know uh reactive brain and get into our thinking brain yeah and then kind of the last thing that i think Um, we'll talk about today in in the sense of of, uh, just this conversation is that we we ought to remember that our spouse is on our team. Yeah. You know, we're not against each other. Mm -hmm. We're not playing for separate teams. We are together in this. That's Mm -hmm. what it meant when we joined our lives together. Right. And, um, but it's really easy to position your spouse as your enemy. Yeah. Do you ever watch um, boxing or MMA? <clears throat> Sometimes I get into
1: that, which is kind of funny. But <laughs> well, it was—it's it's funny. We we, we went out to
0: dinner. Um, oh, I I don't know what day it is today. Let's see, Tuesday. So sometime this weekend, I think Saturday night, and um, yeah, there was whatever the big fight was uh-huh. was on at the restaurant we were oh, at because yeah. I think it's pay per view, so mm-hmm. we wouldn't have had it at home, but man it's rough it is rough and sometimes you know what
1: i love about it well first i love all the like human interest backstories leading up to it and some of those guys really do hate each other but or girls but i love when um you know the round is over and they go in their corner and they they're just exhausted and they slump over on that little bar stool and their teams around them right mm-hmm. their trainer or whoever those guys are and they're icing their forehead and they're putting the vaseline yeah. on their cheeks and they're massaging their muscles and they're putting a water cup in their mouth and they're like you can do it go back out there and then push them back out right. after those 10 seconds or whatever it is mm-hmm. and then they're fighting again and i just think with our spouse, sometimes we think we're in the ring with them and we're fighting and they're our opponent. And it's like, "Ah." well, and that's what Satan wants, right? Right. He wants to come and steal and kill and destroy that unity and that harmony in marriage. Yeah. But if you just think, okay, no, like my spouse is on my team. When I am Mm -hmm. down and beaten up and sitting on that stool, that person is the one saying, you got this, I'm on your team and vice versa. And we need to be that for them too. And so I always just think of the... (laughs) Think of the, the boxing ring. Think of the MMA <laughs>
0: fighters, cage fighters. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not cage fighting with our against our spouse. No. They're the ones that are yeah. that well, are cage, you yeah. know treating our wounds. Should be dressing our wounds and mm-hmm. getting us amped up. And and so it's it's a good picture to hold in mind. So, um, and one of the most beautiful things about grace in marriage is um that it just sort of helps to level the playing field. It, it it can really cover a multitude of mistakes mm-hmm. because we're going to make so many mistakes. We do make so many mistakes in our marriage. And so, you know, recognizing, owning those mistakes, apologizing for those mistakes is so key. But then just having that just, you know, if the default is grace, if we say, you know what, when we don't know what to do, grace. Mm-hmm. When we don't know where to turn, grace. Right. Um, I think it has the ability to, um, to really make up for shortcomings, mm-hmm. right? And and grace. What's what's incredible about it is that, you know, I think as humans we have maybe a limited capacity for grace in our own power. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people who don't know the Lord who are gracious people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's it's one of those things that images God. That's in every human being, you know, we're the imago Dei, we're the image of God, all people are. Um, But when we do know the Lord and when we accept his grace for us and that can live in us and flow through us, it's like hooking up to the power grid (laughs) of grace. And now Mm -hmm. we have this unlimited supply. If we just remember to sort of turn to him and to say, please give me the the strength to forgive this please give me the capacity to show mercy today mm-hmm. please give me the the wisdom to know how to be kind because mm-hmm. being kind doesn't necessarily mean being nice or being a pushover or whatever right. sometimes we have to draw hard boundaries sometimes we have to have difficult conversations mm-hmm. um, but um, it's it's that kindness really it's it's Jesus kindness towards us is is how we're able to give that to others Mm -hmm. um and so great word to end on i love that yeah can't do this in our own power that's for sure we certainly can't and so uh we we care for you dear listeners and if we can pray for you in any way please contact us if you've got questions or comments if you've got something you want us to talk about on the show that we haven't talked about we would love to hear from you so you can reach us at family at gracebasefamilies.com And until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Grace-Based Families podcast. This is part of Grace-Based Families ministry. For more resources, check us out on
1: gracebasefamilies.com slash podcast, or stream us on all major podcasting platforms.
0: Once again, this is Karis. And Michelle. Until next time.